great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We have a lot to get to this morning. Of course, during the hour, we are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So, of course, all eyes of the country are on San Francisco, the race for district attorney. And uh, Chelsea uh, Bodine is not looking good for Mr. District Attorney in San Francisco. So to all the progressive district attorneys as of right now, with 45 percent of the vote and to all the progressive district attorneys from New York to Philly to Boston, uh, wake up and smell the coffee because with 45% of the vote in in San Francisco for the recall election for the district attorney there, 45% of the vote in, 61% say yes to the recall, 61.3, and uh, 38.7% say no. So again, uh, as it relates to the uh, district attorney in San Francisco, Chessa Boudin, with uh, 45% of the vote, almost half of the vote in, it's not looking good. And it's starting to appear, uh, at least as of with half the vote in, that the district attorney may be recalled. And frankly, you never like to see anybody... um, lose their job, but the district attorney, uh, his policies are just uh, disgusting, for lack of a better word, in terms of being pro-criminal and not pro-law and order. If the district attorney is indeed recalled, the mayor would name the next district attorney until the uh, next election. So that's one story that we are following, and we will keep uh, the information to you, get the information to you as it comes in. Matthew McConaughey, it was brave for him to use his fame to push for progress. Notice the words that I said, to push for progress as it relates to the gun issue. Uvalde is the actor's hometown, and a few hours ago, he had quite a powerful, emotional speech from the podium at the White House. And some good news from the NYPD, the man suspected, uh, the man suspected of that randomly act of shoving a woman onto the subway tracks in the Bronx was arrested a few hours ago at the same station where the attack took place. And this is after a a very watchful uh, MTA worker recognized this rocket scientist from a wanted uh, poster. And the honeymoon is over. A debate tonight amongst the Democrats running for governor. The debate is over. A majority of New Yorkers say Governor Hochul and Mayor Adams that they knew to do better. Let's start with the uh, with the telephone calls this morning. Let's uh, begin with, and I'm, I'm keeping my eye on our election screen, and I'm keeping my eye on the calls that are coming in. Let's begin with John and Bayonne. Good morning, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Hi, Dominic. The, the San Francisco D- District Attorney, it, it's over. CNN's projected a yes. Okay, well, 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 to be replaced. well, uh, well, I hear you, but we don't go based on the CNN projection. We go based on the information that comes in. 
I hear you, and by all indications, it does not look good for the district attorney of San Francisco, but we just don't have that officially as of yet. It could be called officially uh, at any moment during this hour, but it looks like uh, a, a... a big move in San Francisco. All of those liberal policies and and working against the police, well, Mr. DA, you're going to have to do it someplace else because the voters of San Francisco, we're not talking about some conservative city. San Francisco have said, no way, you are done. Let's go to uh, Jennifer, our friend Jennifer up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Um, I was praying for you today. I'll continue to for strength and peace for you. Um, Thank you. Bless your heart. You're such a good person, and I, my heart hurts for you. But anyways, I admire your strength. Um, if I could, I just wanted to say regarding Kathy Hochul, uh, these political opportunists, Dominic, where where are everything now is guns, 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 you know, guns, gun, gun, gun. Where have they been all along as kids, these kids they claim to care so much about? Every one of them has had the power to secure schools. They've done nothing, make them safe. Every one of them has had the power to give police the opportunity to get these uh, illegal weapons out of the hands of outlaws. And But the only guns they're gunning for are legal gun owners. I, I, for the life of me, I, don't, I can tell you stories this week. Did you see the, the woman, the felon, and her husband was a felon? Their two-year-old son shot the father. The mother tried to say it was a suicide because they, you know, they were felons in possession of a gun, and they had the gun laying around. They had a six-month-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old in the house. And the five-year-old says, "Oh, my, my, the little brother shot him." I mean, it, this goes on day in, day out across the country. As you know, kids getting gunned down on lines at McDonald's here, there, everywhere. There's kids every day, many, many of them killed in this country with illegal guns. Where has the outrage been by the Democrats? Where? And so I just, I don't buy any of it. Like I said to you before, I think they saw the outrage and the upset of people, and they just clung on to it as a tool to promote themselves. And it, it, to me, I just think these poor children have become nothing but political pawns, and it disgusts me um, because they are doing nothing, nothing. But do you think this, the killing, you know, they made at least one or two arrests in um, Philadelphia, right, with the mass shooting. Do you think those guns were legal? Of course they weren't. But no one talks about it, Dominic. No one right. talks about criminality in the criminals. They talk about taking away rights from people. There was a woman that killed a, an intruder into her home with her children and her husband with the day AR-15. Was it a couple of days ago? I mean, so things happen every day that where legal gun owners are doing the right thing. And I don't really have a problem with lifting up the age a couple of years, especially for the bigger weapons. But not for nothing, this this new come-to-Jesus moment about guns for the Democrats, I just think it's a joke myself, and I don't know how people don't see through it, really. And, well, um, I, 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 I hear you, uh, Jennifer, and uh, your buddy Stan in Forest Hills, he wants to react to what you just said. But first, we do have some breaking news. Breaking news, WABC. And it appears that it is indeed over for the left, the super left, District Attorney of uh, San Francisco, Chelsea Bodine, uh, recall election, and he has been ousted. And believe me, this is a race with major, major, or, or a decision, I should say, by San Francisco voters with major implications across the country because the wave that was sweeping America was the super progressive district attorneys side with the criminals, pet them on the head, go against law abiding citizens. Now one of their own has been thrown out. And so you better believe that the next progressive district attorney now in New York, uh, in terms of uh, the, the Manhattan district attorney, there can be no recall election. It has to be done. Uh, the only way uh, the district attorney in Manhattan can be removed is via uh, the governor. And so this sets a climate, though, for potential recall elections and for it establishes the political will to get rid of district attorneys. So this is one 
frankly, where law-abiding citizens should should pat yourself on the back because the voters of San Francisco did the right thing. It was so bad in San Francisco that the police were not uh, cooperating uh, to a large degree with the district attorney there. You had members of his own office that said he was pro-criminal and not pro-law and order. You know, we all know the background of his family uh, with his mother and the, the underground, the what the weather underground movement and so on. And uh, frankly, one could make a case that, that he should have never been district attorney, but he was elected by the people. And so uh, there it is. He was elected by the people of San Francisco and he has been removed by the people of San Francisco. So that's a uh, big news coming out of uh, San Francisco this morning. The district attorney uh, has been recalled. And so uh, I, I mentioned, and I haven't even gotten to uh, Matthew McConaughey yet. I'm going to do that in just a second. His very emotional uh, comment uh, as he went uh, to the White House today, uh, uh, appearing before the White House podium and um, and and uh, meeting with the president. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do that right now before I get to uh, some uh, some additional telephone calls. One of the things that he talked about, Matthew McConaughey, was, and you know, we we all we debate back and forth. You know, gun control, no gun control, uh, only only you know, only some saying only the only the the bad people are going to have guns, and we go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But Matthew McConaughey at the um, at the White House talked about some of the things that I have been trying to get across, and that is the humanity of what's going on and these children that have been killed and that it's so awful that in, in, in many cases it was next to impossible to identifying them because of the damage of the bullets. And at the White House, McConaughey talked about how one young lady, one girl, had to be identified based on the green Converse sneakers that she wore to school. Mayday wore green high-top Converse with a heart she had hand-drawn on the right toe because they represented her love of nature. Camilla's got these shoes. Can you show these shoes, please? Wore these every day. Green Converse with a heart on the right toe. These are the same green Converse on her feet that turned out to be the only clear evidence that could identify her after the shooting. How about that? Maybe they wrote a letter. That has he as he banged his hand on the podium uh, at the White House. Clearly emotional, clearly upset. A gun owner from Uvalde, uh, Texas, and uh, McConaughey also discussed something that we've talked about on this program. I'm about to go back to your telephone calls, but one of the teachers, Mrs. Uh, Irma Garcia, one of the teachers that died, and less than 48 hours later, her husband died of a heart attack, but really it was of a broken heart. And Matthew McConaughey discussed the two of them. Both worked overtime to support their four kids. Irma even worked every summer when school was out. The money she had made two summers ago paid to paid to paint the front of the house. The money she made last summer paid to paint the sides of the house. This summer's work was going to pay to paint the back of the house. Because Irma was one of the teachers who was gunned down in the classroom. Joe, her husband, literally died of heartache the very next day 
when he had a heart attack. They never got to paint the back of their house. They never got to retire. And they never got to get that food truck together. World-renowned actor Matthew McConaughey, and he's doing what I have been saying on these microphones night after night. He's bridging the divide, and that is what we have to do because the difference of opinion is so strong. We'll never see eye to eye, but we must, for the good of the country, bridge the divide. I mentioned I was going to go to Stan, and so I'm going to do that. Good morning to you, Stan, and uh, what's on your mind? Quickly, I'll just say quickly on Mahanike. I have to say, I still do not understand what he was doing there. I'm sorry. Uh, Everything he said, we know. Everything he said, we all know about. Stan. I'm just having a problem. What was he doing there? Stan. I mean, I don't understand. Stan, Stan. He's a world-renowned actor who happens to be a gun owner, who happens to be from the hometown that of, where, of where this happened. But and, the president and, and, invite and, him? Wait, 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 wait. And he's trying to bridge the gap. Bridge and, what and, gap? What? The gap, the gap stand of, of Republicans and Democrats that on this issue cannot see eye to eye. Dominic, what bridge can he gap, Dominic? Is he at the Capitol negotiating with these people back and forth? I understand. What can he do other than talk as an actor and so forth? That I understand. Okay, well, well he, not he, much is, he can bridge anyway. No, that's not true, Stan. Well, what no, can no, he I, do, I'm Dominic? trying to answer you. Is he, he going to help okay, Senator Murphy? So, so you're not, you, you're not, you keep asking me a rhetorical question and you're not giving me the chance to answer it. So please let me answer it. He can give Republican elected officials cover for what needs to be done. Nobody, no elected official wants to walk the plank and see uh, the NRA come after them with everything they have. And, and, okay, let's put the NRA to the side, Stan. Republican voters in which they will face a primary if they go against the wishes of gun owners, a primary and lose their job. Mr. McConaughey is giving cover to both sides to say, let's work together. And you're telling me you don't see that? I see Mr. Murphy and Mr. Corgan of Texas. They are the two main parties in this situation here. And they are the ones that are apparently negotiating. The president's staying out of this. And no, he's not. He's not. People. He's not staying out of it. Well, he, they, they, he visited with he them. Has they no, he has no political leverage. Well, uh, as as a matter of fact, anyway, Biden, let's, Biden let's, will make a stand. I, I can't go on to other topics. You, you got 15 seconds and then I have to move on. But Biden will make it a million times worse. That's why the senators don't want his involvement. But quickly, please go ahead. All right. Anyway, I objected to what uh, Jennifer had said about the governor. That it was, you know, politically motivated what she said about doing this. Uh, look, if it was politically motivated, I'm happy that it was politically motivated because it got the legislation done in New York State, which you approved and I approved. So I don't care if she thinks it's politically motivated. It, she got it done. It passed. And we have hopefully more strict gun laws in the state of New York. So whatever she says about political motivation, good by me. I'm glad it was politically motivated, whatever her point was. And we needed it, and it's important for the state of New York. And you agreed with it, too. Well, Stan, I, as always, I appreciate your calls. And, um, and folks, let me just say this. There is no point in emailing me saying that Stan should not be on the show. I take everyone's telephone calls Because I believe, as I constantly say, in a diversity of opinion. Last night, a number of you disagreed with me. And I saw that you disagreed with me based on the phone system. And I still took your calls because I believe that there are times when when we can agree to disagree. And I am going to take everyone's telephone calls. As long as you're not disrespectful to another uh, another listener or or to management or myself, 
then we are going to be taking your calls. Before I take a break, Dave in Media, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Dave. What's on your mind? Morning, Dominic. How you doing? I just wanted to ask you, do you think the attention, the horrible tragedy in Texas that happened, and it deserves a lot of national attention, but don't you think that the attention that's happening at a greater magnitude in inner cities where the violence attributed to the weak, the, the left's, uh, these George Soros DAs, weak on crime, and allowing enabling criminals, which is even a greater magnitude, how come that's not getting the national attention that's happening in Texas, which you think it deserves the same national attention? You already know why, Dave. You, you, so you're, you're asking me in a, a rhetorical question as well. The reason why the shootings in urban America don't get the same attention, in other words, for lack of a better term, it's expected that these types of things are going to happen in urban America. And no one, no elected official, wants to upset the black community. As long as those votes keep flowing, as long as they keep coming. So, for example, the district attorney in Manhattan came out of nowhere, a a race with, what, eight, nine candidates, and he won. How did he win? Because he told people that the criminal justice system is too tough. It's too tough on you, meaning to communities of color. So, yes, Dave, I do believe that shootings all across the country are equally important. There is not one shooting that's more important than another. And I thank you for the call, Dave. Uh, it, they are all a loss of life, and they are horrible. But if we're going to be honest about this and call it for what it is, this is why I said you know why shootings in urban areas are not really played up. Because without it being it, – it, it's, the, it's the horrible, wicked game of low expectations. That's the best way that I can answer it. And so the sentiment is nobody says it. Nobody says it, but the sentiment is they're going to do that to each other. It, it is what it is. And I'm not saying this is right. The sentiment is the, the, the sentiment that's expressed is that, well, you, you know, you, you understand. And um, but as long as those votes keep flowing, nobody's going to say a word. And that is the reality of the situation. Anyone that tells you different A, either don't know what they're talking about or they're blind to the reality of modern-day politics. And modern-day politics for the Democratic Party is to say to communities of color, the system wronged you, you're the victim, ABC, down the the, uh, litany of, um, of excuses, that's the word, excuses, And life goes on as long as the votes continue. Bottom line, Dominic Carter here, Talk Radio 77 WABC. The district attorney of San Francisco has been ousted, recalled by the voters of San Francisco. San Francisco. So think about this, folks. In a overly liberal city like San Francisco. They have said, a democratic city, they have said, no mas, we've had enough. And so this could be the start of the change to flow back to law and order. Because you better believe every politician is up tonight looking at the results out of San Francisco, and they're looking at their advisors, and they are saying, well... We've got to start changing our message. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. More of your telephone calls on this big news morning when we come back. Talk Radio 
Big news morning. The district attorney of San Francisco, Chelsea Bodine, has been recalled in an election in San Francisco. The numbers are now um, much more widely known, and um, he's done, and he should be done. And we should have a recall system in Manhattan because the district, district attorney of Manhattan should be next. Any district attorney that does not focus on the will of the people in terms of law abiding should be removed. Now, Dominic, how can you say something like that? Because the criminals are watching. Why do you think the criminals are acting a fool in New York, in the Bronx, all over the city of New York? Because they know that it's a criminal friendly system. Period. And until it changes, the cycle is going to repeat in terms of crime over and over and over again. And they, the criminals, are going to become more emboldened as they are. I don't know if you've seen the video of the guy in the Bronx that he almost tackles the woman over the platform onto the tracks breaking her collarbone and this hmm, I, I I almost said I almost went back to uh, my Bob Grant days and I almost said this maggot that's what I really that's what I really was about to say this maggot so thank you Bob Grant um says oh I, I didn't know my strength and of course he has an extensive uh criminal record and oh this is right up there with the guy that mushed the lady with with his own human waist because she was not interested in him romantically. I wonder why she was not interested in, in you. You know, when you go into the subway car, do what you do nature-wise, number two, and then come back and mush it in her face because she was not interested in you. Frank in Long Island, good morning. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, I'm going to make it 30 seconds, but I'm going to say an awful lot. I'm sure McConaughey is sincere, but in the back of my mind, I always keep this thought. He's an actor, okay? And that's that. McConaughey has made millions and millions of dollars in at least 11 movies where guns were a big factor. So he's, he's part of the problem as far as I'm concerned. Okay, but wait, Frank. So he's not entitled to make a, a livelihood? Yes, he is. He is. But don't talk to me about guns when you're out there making millions in movies where guns are a big th- are are a big thing part of the movie. I, <laughs> I, I, I I'm trying to think off the top of my head which movie he was in that um that features a lot of guns. And I I'm not saying that that he has not been in them. But can you think off the top of your head, Frank, some movies that he's done where there are a lot of guns? It's it's been in the papers today. At least eleven movies, lots of guns. Let me let me move on for a second, okay? There was a teacher shot that only survived because he played dead. And he came out and said the truth. You know what he said? And I love cops, let me tell you, and this never would have happened in New York City. But what he came out and said was those cops were cowards. They're the reason why so many people died. They stayed outside of that classroom like a bunch of scared little sissies when they should have gone. And, and just like Ray Kelly said today, they should have gone. That's what, they're, what, that's what they're supposed to do. And here's my last point. They're letting in millions of people without any any screening into this country at that southern border. How many killers you think are in that those millions of people? If you follow the the uh, United Kingdom uh, news outlets, the papers, and all of that, you'll see that Britain has let in millions—not millions, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people from the Middle East. Okay, and every couple of months. You'll pick up the Daily Mail from London, and you'll see people's heads being cut off in the street by these 
with machetes by these people that they let into their country. And here we are. We're worried about guns. We're worried about this, that. Meantime, we got a border where just tomorrow there's 15,000 people assembled waiting to come in. We don't even know who they are. You think people need guns to go into a school? The real problem with, with, the, with the kids in the schools is that, number one, number one, all of these people have left, all of these killers have, have signaled what they're going to do. But it gets ignored, just like the uh, the two brothers in the Boston massacre. The Russians told us all about them. But the schools are not secure. Those schools should have only one way in and one way out. But they don't, except for Florida. Florida has done it. Well, and, but of course we know who the governor of Florida is and who the one before him was. But I, they I, don't even have, they don't even have ID cards where electronically like a hotel to get into your to get into the school that's what's needed hard in the schools i i hear i hear you frank and i i thank you uh for the call uh this morning the police in uvalde have come under tremendous criticism including from that teacher i believe mr reyes is his name that you just referred to all 11 kids in his classroom were killed and so we have to understand that he's very upset uh, right now. I still, now you folks can call me out of my mind, but I'm, I'm still reserving judgment completely on the police in Uvalde until, until we know all the facts. I just feel that police have earned the right across the country where, and I I know many of you will disagree with what I'm saying, but where we just jump in and Monday morning quarterback and, you know, maybe, maybe they did wait too long, two hours, but I, we don't know the full chain of command as of yet. We don't know what was going uh, out over their radios. We, I'm just telling you folks the way I see it. We don't know. Um, exactly who knew what and when now does it pass the smell test no it doesn't it doesn't it looks like something is terribly terribly wrong and uh if you're just joining us chelsea boudain the district attorney of san francisco is out gone bonito a recall election uh, by the voters of San Francisco, and they have said they have had it with this district attorney. And so I hope in every city in America this morning that the district attorneys are paying close attention, and I know that they are, because now you're going to start hearing the double talk. You're going to start hearing the pro-law and order, which is the way it should have been all along. You can't be nice. I'm going to use Bob Grant's words again. You cannot be nice to these maggots. They understand one thing and one thing only. You have to constantly stay on them. If you let up for one second, you will regret it. That's what's happening in the city of New York now. The poll out uh, yesterday from Siena College, where 75%, 75% of New Yorkers are worried. New Yorkers are worried that you may be the next headline. And you may. You may. If, if, if you're walking along the train path and some nut, for whatever reason, doesn't like the tie you have on or or for a woman, the shoes that you have on. Or maybe if you're a woman, the suspect wants to um, romantically get with you and you're not interested at all in him and we, we see what can happen. Or or if they have an addiction and they just pick a pick a drugstore, pick a supermarket, any store, doesn't matter. We're going to go in. 
We're going to steal thousands of dollars of merchandise. We're going to sell it for maybe a quarter on the dollar. Why? Because we are entitled to society didn't deliver for us, so we're entitled to steal and do whatever we want to do. Give me a break. Phil in the Bronx, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good morning, Dominic. It's a pleasure. By the way, I want to compliment your, your previous caller, Frank. Uh, he put it on the table, and I'm very pleased to have heard what he said. Now, the bottom line here is McConaughey, as he's pointed out, was basically an actor. I think that he was called forward by the administration. Oh, come on, a, Phil. A come on, Phil. Do you excuse do me, you really? No, excuse me. You're interrupting no, me, man. No, Phil, it's not your show. Folks, we have to be clear here. This is You're not a radio broadcaster. You don't tell me what to do. Of course I'm interrupting you. That's my job. As a matter of fact, thank you for calling this morning, Phil. Let's go to Al and Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, Dominic, it's always interesting listening to your talk show. It's always very informative, and I'm a big fan. I just wanted to say today uh, with the recall in San Francisco, I'm not surprised by the results. And I believe uh, when the votes are finalized and they come in, I think you're going to see that a lot of Asian Americans in that uh, in that city Agreed. mobilized to vote because they – uh, their senior citizens were uh, victims of hate the last couple of years under the tenure of the DA who just got defeated. Uh, and I think they just had enough. I mean, this is the city where uh, of liberalism, where Harvey Milk was a supervisor, Diane Feinstein That's right. was the mayor. That's right. And, and I believe uh, I'm not surprised. And, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I, hope, I think it's great for the city of San Francisco. Well, Al, I thank you for the call. And before I take a break, let's go to Leah in New Jersey. Good morning, Leah. What's on your mind? First of all, I'd like to express my condolence on your loss of Dolce. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, second of all, I personally, maybe I'm an over-emotional female, was extremely moved by the gentleman's remarks about the house painting. The house painting? The house. Oh, you know, oh, oh, McC- house McConaughey, yeah, yeah. yes. They okay. never they never got now, to finish actually, the, the back of the house. What, the, what has bothered me for quite a while, what's this business that the chief of police came without his police radio? Right. I, I don't, you know, Leah, I don't I, know. I, 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 can't, I, I can't understand that. I mean, that's part of them. Right. I agree with you. A a um, a radio for a uh, for a school yeah. police chief is it's almost and, like it's almost like his right hand. I agree with you. Yeah, and and one one more thing. I am very surprised that our illustrious, our illustrious president, and I say that in quotes, has not ordered flags to be held at at half mast. Right. Well, Leah, I, I'm very surprised because every other president uh, in the event of such a, a, an act has mm-hmm. ordered the flags all over the country, not mm-hmm. the state, but where it occurred, but all over the country to be flown at half mast. And our president hasn't done a darn thing. Well, Leah, I, I thank you for the call, and I hope that you have a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, morning. And so I, I just want to say, folks, before I take this commercial break here, I, I have a lot of patience, and I, I'm willing to listen to many, many different perspectives. But I just want you folks to know that from there are several clocks that I can see. And from the moment you say a word on air, there's a clock that resets where I can see how long you've been talking so that I can limit, so that the talk show host can limit the time for each call. That's number one. Number two, when, and I take Phil's calls from the Bronx uh, as much as I can, but when you are going to say to me that I interrupted you, When for the sake of moving it along, I cannot just allow anyone 
to come on and just tell a story and talk for three to four minutes. It, it just can't be done. And so sometimes, no matter who the caller is, it could be the president of the United States. The host is going to engage, let's say it is the president, is going to engage the president and at some point is going to cut the president off. And so, you know, anyway, we are taking your telephone calls and coming up, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and also at the top of the hour, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, the district attorney in San Francisco has been ousted, recalled, and we will continue with your calls when we come back. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And just a few hours ago, there was a debate on the Democratic side for governor that included Governor Hochul and Tom Swazi, the congressman, as well as the city's public advocate, Jamani Williams. For the most part, they failed to land any major blow at Hochul. And so the clock is winding down. The primaries at the end of the month. And so this is still very much a Hochul's race to lose. I do not see any scenario where uh, Williams or or the congressman, Tom Swazi, uh, will defeat her in the primary on um, on June 28th. The governor has an $18.5 million war chest and a 30-point lead in most polls. And so she was on the defensive at the debate. Uh, she took shots over her plan to build a new Buffalo Bill stadium and the financial windfall it might bring her husband. The governor says, I understand people questioning this. I really do. Her husband, uh, William Hochul Jr., is the general, general counsel of uh, Delaware North, which runs concessions at the uh, current stadium. The new $1.4 billion stadium will be funded with $850 million in taxpayer money. So there's one more debate scheduled, primary June 28th, and then um, it, it appears that Hoku will move on to face her Republican uh, challenger in the general election. We are taking... Your telephone calls. Uh, let's go to to LQ in the Bronx. Good morning, LQ. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, good morning. Uh, and uh, God's comfort for, you know, your dog, babe. Thank you. You'll miss them, but they'll be there in your memories and Thank you. heart. Thank you. All right. Uh, as far as uh, uh, this uh, gun thing with the age change, which uh, I believe, you know, it's a good good thing, but they, I think they're, Norman and other callers called to the station, and uh, they make a good point that 18 years old, they, you could go into the service, and I really believe it, it should be some exception for those who are mentally competent in the service to be able to get uh, get them assault weapon, weapons when they, they could go and fight a war with us in, uh, at 18 years old. And, uh, well, it, and, in and the military, and, they they can deal with with these types of assault weapons, but in private life, why would why would a military person need an AR-15? Well, to tell you the truth, um, that's why the Second Amendment is there. And if you look into the history, why it's there, it's just in case this country is just over uh, over uh, overthrown by the government, and we have a chance to protect ourselves. Okay. Well, I, I hear you, LQ, and I, I thank you uh, for your call. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Michael in Manhattan. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Dominic, as always, um, has anybody brought up the fact as to who Boot Bean's parents I've talked are? about it. I've talked about it repeatedly. Um uh, because in, in, in my opinion, but ultimately the voters decide, to be honest with you, considering his parents' involvement with the uh, Weather Underground and, 
and um, and doing all those years in jail. I don't understand how this man could ever have served as district attorney. I don't understand how he could even be an assistant district attorney, given his family's background. Amen. You know, so so, you know, he was district attorney and given all the years that that his parents have spent in prison, it kind it you know, two and two adds up or one and one adds up here in terms of his his um his um philosophy, his idea. You know, his parents very very militant that went to prison. And and they, he was removed from them as a baby. They lost custody of him when he when he was a child, and then this child. So you you have the um, the slaying of the uh, the two police Nyack police officers, and they were assigned to protect the um, the throughway, and and they were killed, and so. And, and and his family was involved, the district attorney, his mother and father. And thus this child grows up and decides to go into law and order. But it really does make me wonder if he was pulling the wool over our eyes the entire time when you look at his policies as district attorney, which frankly, it it, it almost was like the advocate for the criminal became district attorney of San Francisco. Jack Willen in Brooklyn. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, I have to agree once again with Jennifer. She was right on point also with Frank and uh, LQ. Um, One thing I wanted to say, um, as far as these shootings, the recent shootings, uh, not only the one that Jennifer mentioned in Philadelphia, but also Chattanooga, Tennessee, Mesa, Arizona, Macon, Georgia, Phoenix, Arizona, Somerton, South Carolina, Chester, Chester, Virginia. I doubt if any of those criminals used legal weapons and if any of them were licensed to carry a firearm. So once again, it's the same story, different day. Nothing is going to change with this legislation. Um, you asked the question of many of your callers many times, if it was their family would yes. they feel differently, okay? Yes. I don't understand how people in these urban communities where innocent children and elderly and others have been killed, how they don't vote differently. Do they not care about their own family members? I would think that they do. But I don't understand their reasoning and their logic in how they're voting if they're voting for these liberal um, DAs uh, and also governors. And, and as far as... Uh, the self-appointed lieutenant governor of New York, who also appointed you as the co-lieutenant governor of New York, I guarantee you these shootings are not going to stop now that legislation has been passed in New York, nor will it stop anywhere in the country unless everyone goes on the offensive and safeguards schools and other soft targets. Hmm. Well, you know, Jacqueline, I, I thank you for the call. And um, the shootings in urban America, I I agree. Those those are not going to stop. Um, they're not going to stop until civil rights leaders stand up and lay down the law and tell politicians that if you really don't help us, we will make sure that this is the last term that you will serve in office. And right now, there's too much money to be made than for anyone to really do anything substantially different. That's the bottom line. Joining me right now, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you. Hello there, Dominic. So what do you have coming up, Mr. Hawaii? Well, we got a big, very big, very exciting show uh, today. I have no idea who's coming on. I have turned the reins over for the next four hours to Matt Blaze, Alex Barnard, and Jennifer Grodd. They have booked a series of mystery guests. I don't know who they are. I don't know how many guests are coming on. I don't know what the subjects of these interviews will be. I uh, will not know the identities of any of the guests that are coming on until right before these interviews take place. So this could be a monumental show in that I could look as foolish as I've ever looked or... 
who knows? I'll find out that I've been wasting my time with all this show prep that I've been doing. So why would you agree to do that? You know, a listener suggested this uh, as sort of a challenge because it was a listener who suggested that uh, who th- they thought that I was uh, a good interviewer or something. And they wanted you to are. do. Thank you. I actually learned uh, quite a bit from you, uh, well, thank you. F- watching you and being interviewed by you over the years. But. Uh, they wanted to see if I could do this without knowing anything about who I was talking to. So I said, "Why not? We'll see. We'll see how it goes." You know, I I had an interesting um, uh, segment. You just mentioned my past interviews, and so for those that may not be familiar with what I've done before this uh, in covering politics, it's been one of my sole jobs that management beat into my head. Do not let these politicians go on and on and on. Right. Cut them off. And so I had a call earlier tonight from Phil in the Bronx, and he and this is not the first time this has happened. From and he said you interrupted me, and it's like this is a talk show. I mean, you don't get to just talk and talk and talk <laughs> at your will. And you know, I'm thinking about the the the, the way that I was trained in journalism that you know cut them off. And, and you know, the earpieces, as, as yeah, you know. right. You're not doing this show for Phil in the Bronx. You're doing <laughs> right. it for the <laughs> right. 80 or 90,000 people listening. Right, yeah. right, right. So uh, we only have 40 seconds left. Should we try a call or, or not? This uh, I, I will defer to you. Okay, Phil. quickly. You pick one. Uh, uh, how, about, uh, how about Stu in Pennsylvania? All right, Stu, you got 20 seconds. Go ahead. Stu, are you with us? So, yes, I am. Uh, the U.N. has had a plan for complete and total disarmament of this country since 1963-64, state publication 7222-5. And with that said, I believe the U.N. is behind uh, a lot of these gun shootings. And the the U.N., the U.N. Okay, all right. Well, we'll stu- okay, well, Stu, Stu, I thank you for the call. Dominic Carter saying, I'll see you folks again tomorrow, same time, same, same station. Keep it right there. Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight up next.